I'd like to do voiceovers for movie trailers in a world. You'd like to do voiceovers for the deaf audience? Yeah. They're probably the ones that you... In a world yeah. where seeing-eye dogs are zombies. <laughs> where do you come up with these movie trailers? This is, this is just the thoughts that pop yeah. into my head. Okay, all right. It's like my brain is mm-hmm. like one of those... It's like the Wheel of Fortune potatoes. wheel. Oh. And you just spin it. And then whatever it stops oh, on. Oh, isn't this like a uh, an improv uh, exercise where uh, you spin a wheel and it's like you're a you're a dog and spin another one that's out for a night on the town. Uh, technically, yeah, but that's some hokey improv shit right there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, some of us are higher brow improvisers. When was the last time you improvised? I'm improvising right now. Uh, this uh, moment on a stage. Oh, on a stage. Yeah. This. Is it's not coming. a stage? Ah, it is. It's a platform. You're In right. a world where Pete's in his underwear recording voiceovers, Simpson says the following phrase. No. But he means yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually wouldn't be too bad of voiceovers, I think. I even forgot what we were going to talk about. I don't remember what we are going to talk about either, but we're almost done. <laughs> we just about got it. Oh, yeah. Your road trip. Yeah. I want another. I mean, road. how many episodes are we going to do about you driving from Rhode Island? There? Uh, the, hopefully, this is the last one. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a podcast. Life adventures with Pete and Simpson. two guys talking about their travel and life adventures across the world oh yeah you were going on a trip i was going on a trip hey you know what you should tell you we should you should talk to everybody about dear listeners so so we we land uh this so the flight after our little uh adventure to kansas city arrived on time and i believe we landed before noon we did. It was like eleven thirty ish, maybe eleven fifteen. So I went to work, but we had a stupid taxi. If you remember, oh yeah. So this is we the other taxied thing. forever. And this this is a side note for anybody that flies in and out of DFW Airport. They're doing a whole bunch of construction. They've been doing construction for years. Yep. They need but, to increase that volume. So, which is funny because they operate pretty high volumes i feel like in and out of there so in any case yeah. uh we noticed when we were both pete and i noticed this when we were departing out of dfw they're actually building a taxiway around the runways because one of the biggest problems so dfw has six runways that run parallel um basically over the course of what two plus I think miles only, i think it's only five actually oh you're right it is only five because it's it's three on the east side and yeah, two, on, two the on the west, west side, side i believe yep. which i don't know why there's not three on the west side that doesn't make any sense probably less routes to the west coast uh, sure. so i don't know that's just a, a stab any case so they are building a taxiway around the runways on the east side which will dramatically cut out that, yep. that taxi time so that's a fun little tidbit for those people who fly or connect in and out of dfw and that beltway taxiway actually exists on the south side not on the north side and then and that's what the right. issue is right 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 exactly but even still even when that's opened that taxi is just a long yeah, taxi yeah. but the same thing in atlanta 
I mean, I think yeah. the airport's a little bit more compact in Atlanta, where, you know, if you land on that outside runway at DFW on the east side, it takes forever. Well, I always think Atlanta's like half the size of DFW, but the same number of runways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just cram them real close. Yeah. They're, they're super close together. Anyways, we got back from that trip. Yep. And we're on a tangent. Yep. And so I went right back to work. I had stuff to do. I'm kind yeah, of me a too. busy guy. But you had to go get a test so that you could. I went and got my Rona test mm-hmm. so I could go travel more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to a state that requires it. Good news. I tested negative. I've been tested a few times since then. And I've always, mm-hmm. I'm only testing negative these days, apparently. Well, that's interesting. Uh, Corona that... free since oh, so that's, 2003. That's so, my go-to. So that's your, I feel like you would have scored better. You seem to have prepared for at least a couple of these, right? No, I, I, I keep failing. Uh, oh, that. so that's on on brand. On brand. Yeah. Failing tests. Yes. Sorry. I don't know. Is that failing or is it is it passing? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. I don't have it. So, um, well. And I've never had it. Yeah, but uh, for some places that you're traveling to right mm-hmm. now, if you're out in the world and trying to travel, some places do require you to uh, facilitate a negative test mm-hmm. within 72 hours before arriving to those destinations. Mm-hmm. And or quarantine for an extended period of time. Quarantine for 14 days upon arrival, which yep. is... Um, Were you even in... Rhode Island for 14 hours? I was there for, uh, I wasn't in Rhode Island for that long. No, I, I flew into Massachusetts yep. and I was in Massachusetts for four or five hours. Mm-hmm. And then I was in Connecticut for 15 hours. Oh, okay. And then I was in Rhode Island for maybe five hours. And then I was on the road again. Oh yeah. You're, so do you get some sort of like frequent driver advantage for driving from Rhode Island to Texas? No. Okay. There's no such Sh- thing short as answers, that. Short no. answer is no. You no. don't get like a special I can give lane. you the long answer. It's yeah. also no. Okay. Yeah, All right, it's thank it's you. just no across the board. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Because I feel like it would, it would behoove you to it's, get that, that next level of... So third time I've done it, that, that stretch this year, and it's the... Sixth time overall, I've done that trip in the last two years. And where does it rank in time frame wise? Because you've you've driven, you drove up there in what thirty hours. The fastest I've ever done it was driving up there in my truck alone. Yep, uh, and I did it in twenty three hours and fifty four minutes. And that's drive time. That's not right, right, total right, time. Right. right, it was over two days because I stopped and I mm-hmm. slept and I got gas. Uh, actually, with my truck, I only had to get gas twice, which was nice that's crazy and once was in nashville and the other time was in connecticut which i could have made it but i was like i had to make a pee pee yep. and i was like well, if i'm gonna stop might as well put gas in might as well put the gas in it yep yeah. so so where did this recent time rank well first of all let's go back why were you going up there uh, i was going up there for a little thing called love i believe in a thing called love I believe, I believe, I believe in a thing called love. I don't think that's how any of that song goes. No. We should write that song. Hey, where's Usher at? He should write that song. That's, uh, that's right up with his With the style. Pussycat Dolls dude yeah, in the yeah, background? Yeah, yeah, Mix it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went up because, you know, uh, my wife and I um, were the modern day Rockefellers, apparently. We've got uh, a couple <laughs> of houses that we own. Mm-hmm. Uh, one you have of a summer house. A summer house. Mm-hmm. You have a winter house. Spalding. 
I don't get that reference. It's from Caddyshack. <gasps> uh, oh, Spalding. I thought yeah. you said Sporting, and I was no, like, I have no idea. Uh, from Spalding? Um, we are not like the Rockefellers. We, no. we do, uh, as a, uh, for the lack of a better term, a hangover from our um, previous life. We weren't married and living together life. Mm. We do own... She owns a house up there, and then we have this house here in Texas also, mm-hmm. which is our primary residence. So uh, we've been delaying bringing a lot of that stuff down there, pending some uh, background stuff. Background stuff mm-hmm. uh, that is has finally come to a place that we can move forward, which is great news. And I actually said a few times over the summer, I was like, you know, I'm not really doing a lot right now. Because I had, spoiler alert, I had some downtime this summer. Mm-hmm, I had mm-hmm, uh, extensive mm-hmm. periods of time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with nothing to do. Um, is that has uh, slowly changed as we've come into the fall months, which mm-hmm. is good news for everybody. Uh, not everybody, just me. It's only good news for me. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> good news for everybody. And she was holding off. She wanted to go up and, and pack up some stuff. And we finally get to the point where she just decided just Go do it. She's going to have her parents who now are taking over that house, mm-hmm. pack up everything. And I was going to go up and get it and drive it back down. So um, to merge all of our belongings into one location is really the intent of that. But, right. you know, I haven't been to the Northeast since quarantine and uh, quarantine part one mm-hmm. uh, back in March in uh, April of this year. And I hadn't seen, you know, my f- friends that are up there. And so I, I went up a day early. Went and saw some friends that I haven't seen in a while, and obviously we maintained appropriate social distancing sure. guidelines because they are very strict. They are extremely, extremely strict in the Northeast mm. uh, for that. So, uh, end of the day, it was really good to see some uh, faces that you just haven't seen for, for uh, honestly, I can't tell you the last time um, I saw those guys in, in the flesh. Um, Your wedding? Um, maybe once after the wedding. But realistically, possibly the wedding. I mean, yeah. we we have um, Zoom calls and we do game night over Zoom. Oh, cool. um, Once or twice a month, usually, mm-hmm. maybe, and it's fun. And we just did that uh, Wednesday night. It was actually a really good time. And it's, oh, fun! It's fun, and everybody gets a couple drinks in them, and we shoot the shit a little bit, and it's it's a good way to pass the time. But sure. again, nothing replaces being in person. Yeah, but. You wouldn't have you wouldn't see them regularly anyway, so now it just adds that next. Layer I mean, to it. Uh, in regular times, I'd go up there a handful of times throughout the year, and we have yeah. Um, but you're seeing them once a month and playing games, and so yeah. it's not all bad, right? I'm I'm not saying it's, that it's yeah. It's I'm just it's saying that it's not one to two hours yeah. of online stuff versus you know a handful of uh, hours together a couple times a year. Yeah, you know, I'll still take. The in-person stuff. Any of the sure. Anyways, it was nice to see everybody. Um, it was really good, and it, it it always I don't want to say enlightens, but it also uh, always reminds me when I'm out traveling and visiting with people. It, it sort of puts into perspective the struggles um, that we've experienced, which mm-hmm. are you know, in the grand scheme of things, minimal. Mm-hmm. You know, there are serious serious struggles that people and individuals and families have gone through throughout mm-hmm. this entire ordeal. And obviously I don't think it's been easy for anybody, but it's certainly been harder for some people. Yep. Um, and uh, I think that that helps put it back into perspective um, sure, from sure. time to time. For I get me, that. But, but uh, we're, we're getting heavy here. Mm. Yeah, we're getting, yeah, come on. let's. It's let's, the dim, it's the low it's lighting the, in here that we've got. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to, uh, one of these days we'll get a video camera yeah, in here and you can, 
You can we, see the nonsense that goes on. Sexy lighting podcast oh boy, episode. Yeah. A lava lamp and a Boston Red Sox. Yeah, go Sox, yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so uh, went up there, saw some, to collect some belongings. Saw some people, collected some belongings, and then uh, headed out on the road. This was my first time renting a U-Haul truck. I'm, uh, I've always been Team Penske in the past. Um, <laughs> But I had to get mom's attic mm-hmm. and drive it. And that truck was, it was all right. The The complaints that I have about the truck, um, she shakes. Every moving truck shakes. Mm-hmm. No big deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the complaints that I have that is unique to this truck versus every other moving truck I've ever rented, there's no cruise control in it. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember you saying that. And at one point, I, I stopped. So the first day, uh, I met the movers at the house in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. loaded up the truck, which, by the way, I can't say enough positive things about those movers. It took them 45 minutes to Jeez. load the truck up. And when I opened the truck here in Texas, nothing moved. That's crazy. Nothing came out of the truck broken. Everything was fine. And it was exactly the way that they put it together. And they did it so quickly and so efficiently. It was a, a really good experience. I don't have their names. It's a local joint. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, nobody from that area will listen to this. No. <laughs> but it was a good experience. The the, the part that kind of stunk was they were running late. So I ended up leaving a few hours later than I really anticipated on leaving for that trip. Uh, worst case coming into it, I was thinking noontime, I'll be on the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I didn't get moving in the right direction till almost close to two. So in my mind, I was like, worst case is going to be noon. Well, realistically, I probably had it around 10 a.m. And I was just uh, way off s- sniffing glue over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so finally get on my way. So because of that late departure, I didn't wasn't able to get as much mileage in as I wanted to in that first day. And I get about um, eight and a half, nine hours of driving in that day, which put me into Winchester, Virginia. Oh, yeah. And there was one exciting moment uh, between Rhode Island and Winchester, Virginia, that um, for sure, every time you drive a moving truck across country, there's usually a moment or two where you go, this is the moment I'm going to die. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, that, that happened for me um, probably about four hours, about halfway through. So I was probably uh, in Pennsylvania, I believe. Mm. And going down the road you know there's this huge huge front just moving its way across the country yep and i hit that front in pennsylvania and it was i couldn't see more than 10 feet in front of me the whole highway had almost come to a complete stop we're going about 10 15 miles an hour down the highway just creeping and the rain's going left it's going right it's going up it's going down i'm like i'm i'm in a tornado or, or microburst or some phenomenon is happening outside yes. that i'm going to die right and which i think there was there was actually like tornado warnings and stuff like that on long island and yes there was yeah, out of that there. same system yeah so it's very conceivable that there, I, more than likely it was just bad uh, winds you know it was a uh, uh, whatever they call that, a burst, not a micro burst, but a micro burst. Uh, uh, the front, when the front moves through the wind that's in front of it, the blah, blah, blahs and does the thing. Anyways, Augusta. it sucked. Huh? A gust front. I don't know. Wind. Sure. Wind. Yes, it was wind. Toots. It was wind. Mm-hmm. So after that, I stopped and put gas in the truck and just took a minute to just gather my thoughts 
you know, <laughs> pull over and just rest for a moment and be like, what, what, what just, what, what just did I happened? just live through? Motored on for probably about three more hours after that and got to the hotel. And the one thing I didn't realize when I got to the hotel, uh, I didn't realize it before I had gotten to the hotel was, was how actual windy it was. Cause the front had come through and yep. caused all this havoc and then it moved out and they, like it cleared really quick, but the wind was still very much there. And I hadn't realized just how windy it was until I parked the truck and I was sitting there and it was just rocking back and forth and it felt like it was going to tip over just sitting there. I was like, oh my God, this is why I feel like I've been like sawing the steering wheel the whole way down the road the whole time. (laughs) Slept actually really good that night. The thing that made a big difference for me on that first day of the trip was Mm -hmm. my mother-in-law packed me a bunch of chicken cutlet sandwiches. What? Yeah. She gave me like a grab bag and some homemade cookies in it and which is surprising that you said you slept well that first night considering we both share the agony of sleeping in hotel rooms everybody's like oh hotel nice and quiet blah 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 no i feel like i've never there's a select few times that i've had a decent night's sleep yeah me too in a hotel especially in, night one in, night you know the, the subsequent nights it's it's normally pretty good but and that was a rarity for me but i i, I was like oh clearly you were I FaceTimed Ashley when I got there and I, I'm just eating the sandwich and I'm looking at myself in the FaceTime I'm like oh my god I look like I've been hammered <laughs> by a bunch of baseball bats oh you're just exhausted so the next day I get up and had I been able to get that earlier start on Sunday mm. I would have done it in two days easily it would have been two tough days but I would have done it in two days so the next day knowing that home getting all the way home is not an option that it's just it's just ever so slightly out of reach. Um, my plan stretches as the day goes on. Mm-hmm. So um, I originally planned to go to um, just to the east side of Little Rock between Memphis and Little Rock. Mm-hmm. And then as the day went on, I was like, oh, I'll be fine making it to Little Rock. And then I ended up going uh, about an hour beyond Little Rock. So I ended up doing about 18 hours of driving that day. Jeez. Which puts me with four hours to go on the final day, which was ideal. Uh, pulling into that hotel that night at 18 hours, the gas tank, um, had six miles to empty in it. (laughs) And I was like, don't care, going to bed. And I, because of the no cruise control situation, I had a real hard time walking. Like I get up and it literally like, I couldn't bend my knee. My, my knee was swollen up and it was just so, so painful. Uh, And I just couldn't, I was hobbling everywhere that I went, but Welcome the next day. Weather is beautiful. You know, I'm surprised you actually stopped and didn't go those four hours. It was 18 hours of driving. I know, I know, but I'm just I'm surprised that if it were because you've I done were, you've done something like that before. In if it were my truck, I would have. Yeah. Um, but the rental trucks just they just take it out of you. Yeah. They really do. There, it's so much more. Uh, physically demanding to drive those than, you know, my truck with its massaging seats and <laughs> adaptive crews and all right. all the shit that makes it easy to do it in that in, in my F-150 versus a rental truck that you know, d- didn't even together. have blue, didn't even have a, like a, like a USB port on it to plug into. Like you had to get like an actual aux cable to get your stuff to work through the speaker, the sure. single speaker that, that it had in there. That single speaker. So I slept for, uh, slept for a moment, <laughs> a little bit. I slept like garbage there that night, but got up the next morning uh, and went nonstop almost all the way home. I made it to the racetrack gas station on 2499 was my first actual stop. Which is, for those who are unfamiliar, about five minutes from 
the house. Yes, about uh, four miles from the house. Yeah. Um, and the truck was at five miles empty. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not, oh, there is a close gas station. Yeah, there's another gas station, but it was, it was so close. I was like, nope, not worth the risk not at this worth, point. Not worth pushing this truck. Um, <laughs> and I got, got here and got, had an hour to kill from the time I got here to the time I had a couple calls <laughs> lined up for work already. Oh, jeez. So it was really squeezing it right in there. Yeah, I was going to say. If only you had some free time over the summer. My total drive time was 30 hours. Hmm. So that's in the middle. So my best time was 23.54. Okay. Uh, my worst time was in the Penske trucks. Uh, and we did that in about 36 hours. Yeah. Well, you were also with people, so it's not like less motivated. Well, in, in the trucks were much heavier. Yeah. Um, this was a 20 foot U-Haul mm-hmm. that realistically we could have easily done a 15 foot, but they just were sold out everywhere. Yeah. So we get the 20 foot, which was maybe 50, 60% capacity. So, mm-hmm. and there wasn't anything super heavy or dense. There's no big furniture that mm-hmm. we were bringing mm-hmm. down here or any of that stuff. So we were light and that truck would go. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't setting any zero to sixty records, but I was up at eighty a couple times in it, which is terrifying. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it would go. The Penske trucks are all, all limited to seventy, and those big Penske trucks that we drove with my parents' stuff in it, they would slow down to about thirty five miles an hour going uphill, and like there's nothing nothing you could do about it. That's the best that they would do. And this, the U-Haul do 80 miles an hour up, uphill. So yeah, all day. It, it makes a difference. Other than with no cruise control, you lose track of how fast you're going. Uh-huh. Because your foot gets tired and it gets weak. And then you look down and you're like, why am I doing 50? What is that? Then, <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to go the other way. I thought you were going to say that you were like, Oh, no. You can tell when you're going fast. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. starts buffeting. Yeah, yeah. Breaking the speed sound barrier. Uh, but got it done. And hopefully, by all accounts, that's... Oh, don't even say it. One of, possibly, I'm sure I'll do the drive again. Sure. Just for fun. Um, <laughs> but it's not going to be in a moving truck. Yeah. It's going to be... In a Corvette. I don't want to do that driving the Corvette. <laughs> I mean, you know, we just took that out the other day and I said to my wife, I said, I, I love that car, but beyond two hours, it's, it's no. not comfortable to be in. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah. It's a race car. Go fast. You want to go fast? It'll go fast. But, you know, trucks or SUVs, that's the way to do it, for sure. Well, I feel like I've talked this whole episode away. Well, I mean, you have, because it's all about you. It's all about me. And hopefully this is the last Pete Drives Across the Country episode. Yeah. (laughs) So join us again for another Pete Drives Across the Country episode. You know, uh, I mean, I would like to do... I'm okay. First of all, the driving doesn't bother me, mm-hmm. really. Especially, like, the one thing that could have changed was cruise control. That would have just changed my life so much on that trip. I don't mind the driving. I'd like to go further west. So I've I've yep. driven to New Mexico from here before. But I'd like to, you know, if, if opportunity were ever to present itself, I would be open to more road trips. Road trips don't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my wife pointed out the other day, I have a unique level of stamina to outlast what most people should want to do uh, driving, which I think is just me being stupid. But sure. um, stupidity comes with a price, and that price is success. None of that makes sense. Anyway, so uh, talking about... I, I love when you give me dirty looks on a podcast. I know, just right? just like, what is this talking about? Is this guy really going on about this? <laughs> 
I would like to do a road trip. I I think what I would like to do for a road trip, though, is because I I mean, we used to drive all the time from New England down to South Carolina. So road South Kakalaki. Yeah. Road trips don't, you know, are, are fine to me. We, you know, it's it's one of those muscles you just got to get back into. But yeah. one thing I would love to do is go to a destination with a cool car. So it would be like doing one of those like rallies. Or well, something let me like ask that you something. Yes. Would you be interested in doing the cannonball run? Do you know how expensive the cannonball run is? How expensive? It's like five grand a person. So? Yeah. Okay. I'm in. If that's no, if that's no problem, can you, uh, can you? The question is, what do we drive? The Z06. That Z06 would be awful on that trip. Yeah. Well, what do you expect? They're all driving exotics. So in any case, I would love to do a, <laughs> I would love to do a cross country trip. Uh, not cross country. I'd like to do one of those fun run type deals with a fun car, with a fun group of people. They did one um, in Texas not too long ago. Yeah. Actually, I saw the, like down to Houston and back yeah, yeah. to like the Space Coast piece of it. Or all that they sort do of it. Stuff. They do it pretty often, or I shouldn't say often. They they do it. I shouldn't say frequently. They, they it's not unheard of that they do that because I've I've heard of other people doing other runs. But I'd like to do that. Maybe go to a like Laguna Seca or something like that and do like a drive out there, do a, a day drive on the course and then, you know, drive home or something and make it a, a trip because we have family or uh, we've extended family. Jen's side, her brother lives out in, in that neighborhood. So, you know, can combine it with going to see them and hanging out with them and then drive back home and, you know, make it a thing. I know that there's it's beautiful in the southwestern part of the country, but there's not a lot of stuff there. Right. It's like you got Phoenix and you got Albuquerque. And that's it. Those are like the two cities between here and there. Yeah. Well, there's um, uh, Tucson, which is not really a city. Yeah. But I'm just, you know what I mean? There's not like, it's gorgeous. I've spent, I spent some time in the Southwest and it is a gorgeous part of the country. But yeah, I'd like to do one of those type of drives. I don't know if. I'd like to do, um, I'd like to one day do these drives where it doesn't have to be like, oh, I need to be there yesterday. Yes. So I can, you know, go and see some of the ridiculous. Yeah, go do the yeah. giant ball as, of yarn. As a Corvette owner, yeah, I've driven by the Corvette Museum a dozen, half a dozen times in the last two years, and never gone in. Never had time to go <laughs> in. <laughs> well, I'd say that's pretty good. Oh my God, I'm looking at the current record holder for the Cannonball Run here. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Twenty-seven hours. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. It's super fast. You know when they did it? They said they reached a top speed was 193 miles. You know when they did it, right? When they do it. Uh, recently. Because well, yeah, there's nobody on the road. Because everything was in lockdown. Yep. They did it then. And they drove like a, a souped up. Um, it was a Mercedes, but cladded in no, Honda badging. No, it's been, that's, that's the old car. The newer car was an Audi that looked like a Crown Vic. They did the Ford Crown Vic um, badging and stuff like that. So people were like, oh, it's a cop car. Let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> Two men teamed to... Br- no, we're getting off a, on a tangent here. Well, I mean, we can end this episode. Yeah, we can end it at any time. So, oh, yeah, it does look... It is... It's an Audi that yeah. looks like a uh, police interceptor. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Oh. Team's average speed was 112 miles an hour. Their average speed. Average. 25 hours and 39 minutes. Crazy. Anyways, um, so that's going to do it for another Pete episode where he drives a crazy amount for love in a short amount of time, in a short amount of time. Remember, folks, do it all for love or don't do it at all. 
Till next time. What a weird, what a weird way to end it. <laughs> I end all of them weird. You notice yeah. that? I've been editing them lately, and I've noticed all of them have weird oh. endings on them. So let me end it. Thanks okay. for tuning in this time, and join us on another episode where we talk about other things and love each other tenderly enough with the weird stuff see you guys follow us on facebook and twitter at life adventure ps and instagram life adventures pete simpson views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely that of the collaborators and do not necessarily represent the thoughts or opinions of the authors, employers, organizations, committees, or other groups or individuals.